Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Lena Jones Diamond Network Show. This is the place where you and your business are the stars. Now welcome your host, Lena Jones. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. How's my diamonds out there? How was your 4th of July? Am I late? <laughs> was it this week? Yeah, I think it was this week. Um, how was your 4th of July? I hope everyone had a good time and everyone got home safely and and um, all of that good stuff and all was well. I was in here messing around with my sound as usual. <laughs> Um, making sure that you're able to hear me, because I want you to hear me, especially for this show tonight, um, where I have my guest, uh, Torgy Bear 58, <laughs> uh, Torgy Cares 58, we could say that too, um, Jared uh, Torgerson, who was a guest, it's a revisited guest, We he was on the show not too long ago, well, uh, very long ago, about two years ago, he was trying to help someone else, and now he's actually has this uh, charity stream he got going on, which I think is pretty interesting, and um, can't wait to hear about it. It's something different, right? Anything that gives. Um, we're talking about Miles Tyson, the story about the boy with the shaken baby syndrome, whose caregiver decided that he just couldn't take it anymore and shook the baby. Um you know, you see videos like that, and they're so chilling. I mean, it just it just makes you just want to cry right there on the spot, especially when you see, I think I saw one. The latest one I saw was the caregiver. The mom said goodbye to the caregiver, and the caregiver had the baby in the elevator, and uh, the baby started crying because the mom had left. And the and uh, the the caregiver just started hitting the baby, hitting the baby and kicking the baby. I don't know if you saw that one, but um, I saw that one. That one was that really bothered me too. I just I I don't like seeing that. I really don't. I feel like this. <clears throat> if you don't have the patience, I know there's good money in it. I know there's good money in it. Uh, I am um, very close to Miss Monique, and. Uh, there's money to be made in the industry because you have some people that really just want to get rid of their kids. Some people that don't care who their kids are left with, you know, as long as they can get to work. And that's just the wrong attitude. If you have that type of attitude, you don't need to be a parent. You really don't. I mean, there are options out there. I know, you know, people are pro-life, <laughs> not life, <laughs> don't want to have it, whatever. If you don't want to have a baby, take care of the situation beforehand you're going to go out there and live a free life and you have to be responsible with it and you know things like this just really really bothers me because babies are so innocent babies are so innocent they are just as innocent as pets they can't protect themselves they can't defend themselves they can't even talk you have to follow code to find out what's wrong with them whether they uh whether they're crying or hungry and things like that, things that mother, father instincts that kick in for your children. Um, you have to follow those type of instincts because kids are helpless. They can't hit you back. So why would you hit or harm something that can't defend themselves? That makes you a punk. In my book, you're a punk because you're picking at someone that can't defend themselves or a bully. So that, you know, stuff like that really really touches me. I'm going to read about read, read his story in a minute. I just wanted to touch bases on uh caregiver and children and things of that sort. And another thing that that it can be done on both sides. The parents can do something. They can screen a little bit better and they can stop and they can stop being so cheap. You know, you want to find the cheapest person to watch your kids. And that's not good. When when my kids were in the child care center, uh, I, I was told I was one of their best customers. You know why? Because I made sure that I paid them. They were the first thing that came out of my paycheck was 
the money for my children. I didn't skip. I didn't make excuses. I didn't do none of that. I paid my child care provider because I wanted to make sure that my child was safe. And you have certain telltale signs, you know, if your child is not safe. You can pop by at any time. Pop by and check out what's going on. Sometimes, you, I can't really say if they cry a lot when you take them there because a lot of kids do that. And then as soon as the parents leave, they're fine. They just have to put on the show and pony <laughs> act for the parents. So, but you still have to be able to read between that line. If you're not sure, come back, take a check, take a check. Don't just do that first walkthrough. Come back at any time. See what your kid is doing. If your kid is happy, if your kid is fed, there's things that we can do to protect our children, not just leave them there with that, that child care uh, provider, pay your child care providers. The other thing that we could do as parents is if you're going to spoil your child, if you can't leave the room without that child crying and screaming and clinging to you, then don't go to work. Be a stay-at-home parent. There's nothing wrong with that. My youngest child was spoiled. She was fat and she was spoiled and I loved it. But you know what? I stayed home with her. I stayed home with her long enough to break her out of her needing to that clinginess. I mean, I enjoyed her <laughs> for the first two years of her life. And I didn't care to leave her with anyone. I didn't leave my child with anyone. I knew my child was spoiled. I knew my child was spoiled because I was the one that was spoiling her. And and it wasn't really material things. It was more affectionate than anything because I, I you know, couldn't afford material things, but she didn't care. Long as she knew that she she called her mom, her mom was there. So if you're going to spoil your child, no one says you can't spoil them. You can spoil them every day. You can spoil them 24. If only thing you want is that baby to sit up under you and and coo and kiss and you know, and carry it everywhere you want to go. Don't decide in six weeks you want to go back to work. Because you know what? Your caregiver has to deal with that child. Someone has to deal with that child. Be reasonable. If you want to spoil your child, stay home with your child. Don't spoil your child and then take them to the the the, the, the caregiver or the, the provider. Because nine times out of ten, they don't have time to sit down and hold your baby all day. They don't. They got five or six babies there. They got toddlers running around. They got school-age kids. They got a lot of things going going on. They can't sit back and hold your baby all day. So if you want to spoil your baby, stay home with your baby for at least the first two years. Make sure you budget. You live off a budget. Do what you need to do because the only thing you want to do is be up under that baby. But you just make sure that you can be up under that baby. And you do that. You you spoil your own kids. Don't spoil the kids and bring them to a, a care provider. Because you don't know what that person is going through. Just like you wake up some days on a bad note, care care uh, providers do too. But see, they need to straighten up before they come to work. Because they can't bring that into their work atmosphere. Just like neither could, should you bring yours into a work atmosphere. So you can't, uh, you can't, that's not good. Don't bring it into a work atmosphere. And even screening the best daycare center at some of the top daycare center uh, caregiving um, facilities, they could be off. You know, they could have some psycho person that they interviewed. And they didn't catch that. They didn't catch it until they did harm to some one of their clients' children. And, oh, there goes the news. You shut down. You didn't launch your license. You just over someone that, that shouldn't be working around kids to begin with. So be careful. Be careful when it comes to choosing a provider for your kids. Um, and we're going to talk some more about that. Let's go ahead and listen to some music. Uh, welcome to the show. I know I just went off babbling. <laughs> From the gate, babbling, it's okay. If you're new to the show, welcome. Thank you for listening. I hope you become a listener every every Monday. And you know what? You can, and it's real easy to do because if you go to Blog Talk Radio and you just follow me, you'll receive an email 
alert that will let you know when the show is is coming on. It'll let you know after the show, the show turns into podcast. You can go ahead and, and listen on podcasts at any time. If you have difficulty with uh, getting online or things of that sort, uh, the show is played again at 6 o'clock in the morning on Tuesday. So it's like your commute. It's like a commuter thing. <laughs> it's played again on podcasts on ljdnshow.com. Click on the LJDN radio and you'll be able to listen to the show if you're commuting at 6 o'clock and you want to hear me. <laughs> Definitely check me out. Um, our music for this evening is going to be Melotone. Melotone uh, is a group out of Sweden. I'm everywhere. I'm international. I'm Lena Jones International. So worldly, so welcome. Remember that commercial MasterCard? Am I giving away some secrets right now? <laughs> so here we go. I'm going to go ahead and play a song from Melotone, and then I'm going to be back with you. So stay with me and listen to this story I got coming up. In case you didn't know or you missed it, it was in the news just this year. So here we go with the <laughs> melatonin. We're going to go keep your head up high. All right. Waking up in my head a big mess. I put on my casual dress. I feel alone. I'm petrified like a stone. I keep hearing this voice. Keep your head. Welcome back to the show. If you want to hear more of a mellow tone out of Sweden. Is it Sweden? <laughs> I think Germany, Konstock. Uh They got a, a soulful sound to, to them. Uh, I like that. Listen to them on LJD and Radio. The stream is 24-7. I'll get it right. 24-7 stream. So I'm going to go, I'm going to read to you now the article that came out in the news. And, of course, it was on the regular news. This is on Channel 5. 
um, KSTP.com, where I got this article from. And this is what was going on with uh, Miles Tyson on January 9th of 2018. And uh, um, I don't want to say the time, but I don't know if that's the time it happened. It says, yeah, it's 6.14 p.m. Uh, A five-month-old boy is fighting for his life in St. Paul after police says he was shaken by his babysitter. According to investigators, police were dispatched to a home on Baldwin Avenue and Glencoe the morning of January 4th. The criminal complaint states that states they Miles Tyson unresponsive with shallow breathing. Police said Timothy Miller, Tyson's caregiver at the time, admitted becoming frustrated with Tyson, shook him five times and noticed the baby's eyes rolled back in his head, and he had trouble breathing. Um, and then it goes on to say, on an, on an online statement, Tyson's mother, Brianna Quinn, said Tyson is in critical condition and that while the family is unsure of the outcome at this point, they do know his injuries are going are so severe that they'll have major that he'll have major problems long-term. Miller is charged in McLeod County with first-degree assault and scheduled to appear in court on Friday. And they started a GoFundMe account for that after that. And I guess I'm assuming that's when Jared uh, took it over. Now, the GoFundMe account was um, – the GoFundMe account – I had another story, too. I don't even know where that's at. <laughs> The GoFundMe account is up to 25000 when I looked yesterday. They, their goal is to raise $60,000 for Tyler's family. So if you can give whatever you can give that's in your heart to go ahead and do it on their GoFundMe account. Now, GoFundMe is a, a, a charity fundraiser, kind of like what, what Tyson is doing. Not Tyson. What Jared is doing, I'm multitasking. See, I can't multitask. I don't know why. Um, I used to could do it real good, but, ah. well, <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, this is a GoFundMe, GoFundMe page, and that's kind of what Jared is doing. But last week on Coffee Talk, we talked about scams, remember? And one of the scams was the GoFundMe account. How you can uh, get scammed there. So I had listed some things last week to look for in a GoFundMe account to be aware that you're not giving to a bogus account because, see, people, you have some people that don't work. They make, they earn their living off of scamming us. <laughs> they, they do. They earn their living off of scamming us, and they're so good at it that lots of times we fall victim to it. And uh, it can we give money, some of us give money that we really don't have, but see, a thief don't care about that. They don't care what you just spent your last dime. They're thieves. That's their title. That's what they do. So, GoFundMe, I was looking on GoFundMe scams and things of that sort because I try to do my investigation. When uh, Jared came to me, not saying that I don't distrust Jared, but I don't know him, know him. So I wanted to make sure that he was legit. Like, I'm not bringing this story to my my listeners, and this is some type of scam because I don't want my listeners to be scammed. So I found this article from GoFundMe, and it says how to determine if a GoFundMe is legit. So here is what GoFundMe says. It says our number one goal at GoFundMe is to ensure that all the funds raised in our platform are used only as stated in the campaign story and to ensure that all donations are delivered securely to the right person. As a part of this, GoFundMe relies on help from our community. GoFundMe, to keep GoFundMe safe. Below are some guidelines and questions you can use to determine a campaign's legitimacy. You should be able to answer the following questions by reading the campaign. Number one is, how is the campaign organizer related to the intended recipient of the donation. Number two, what is the purpose of the campaign and how will the funds be used? Now it says number one, 
that the campaign organizer related to, because some of them, they don't know these people. They find a sad story and go on GoFundMe, and you, they don't know these people. That's their GoFundMe money, not the people's GoFundMe money. Uh, two, what is, what is the purpose of the campaign, and how will the funds be used? You also want to know that. You're not used putting money out there. The money's supposed to be used for medical funds for the child. You're not buying them a new house. You're not buying them a new car. You know, those are the things that upset me. I don't I need a new house and a new car. <laughs> so, number two, are the direct family and friends making donations and leaving supportive comments? want to check that if any family members are leaving support not to say you can't make up family members but you want to know if they're there number four is the intended recipient in control of the withdrawal if not is there a clear path for the funds to reach them and then it says if any of these points are missing on the campaign we encourage you to message the organizer by clicking the envelope icon next to their name to ask for more information. And then it says, if the campaign includes the points above and you still are not sure, ask yourself the following. One, does the GoFundMe include intentionally misleading or factual incorrect information? Two, are the funds not being used for the stated purpose within a reasonable amount of time, including withholding funds from the beneficiary? Number three, is the GoFundMe impersonating someone else or copying their story? And number four, is the GoFundMe violating any of our terms? And they have the terms and conditions listed there. And if they say, if you have any more questions, you can contact them. So definitely do your homework before you just put your money out there. Because, see, we all work hard for our money. This is the working class. My audience is a hard-working group of people. They are striving entrepreneurs. They are working class. You know, they are people that don't mind helping, but they want to make sure that their money is going into the right place, not to go fund your wardrobe and not to go fund anything else. Like, like I had a GoFundMe page, and see, I was absolutely honest on it. I said, "Look, I don't need you to pay my rent." <laughs> I don't need you to buy my clothes. I'm trying to get a studio, and I need help. <laughs> so would you please fund me to help me get a studio? I got $20, and I can't even get to it. <laughs> I was trying to reactivate it, but I don't even know what they did with that. But, see, I believed in, you know, I said, you know what, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to be absolutely honest with people. Let people know why I want the money. I was like, I can't think of no sad story. And then what if I think of the sad story and it actually happens? No. <laughs> but see, a true thief don't think like that. <laughs> they don't think like that at all. So well, that was one of the uh, articles. That was the article about um, the GoFundMe that they put out. Now here's another one. That says the GoFundMe is a great way to scam people. I tell you, hey, you know what? I'm looking out for you. I'm looking out for you. This is one love here. We gotta look out for each other. Okay. Gizmo Do. Gizmo Do says GoFundMe. Says GoFundMe is a great way to scam people. Really? So it says, okay, this is by Kathy Nibs. This was a taken a couple of years ago. This story came out a couple of years ago. So I guess it's been brought out there since they first opened. I don't care what you try to open. You're going to find someone to imitate it or scam it. That's what they do. That's how they make a living. Living. Okay. Because I'm not the morality police over here, but I'm just going to go ahead and say that people should not scam each other. We know that. Think of a scam-free world. That's not possible. We would be free to trust unlucky Nigerian princesses and publisher clearing house. So, for it all, don't rip people off. It's rude. But if you were going to perpetuate a scam, crowdfunding platform GoFundMe is a great way to do so. 
Yeah, that's what you said. GoFundMe is a crowdfunding platform like Kickstarter or Indiegogo. Only it has a much looser purview when it comes to what kind of stuff can be funded. You can raise money for charity or a deathly ill child or use it to ask your friends to pay for your morally horrible sex tourism vacation. <laughs> I'm not saying GoFundMe's modus operandum is ripping people off or facilitating morally sexual horrible tourism vacations, but because there's there's a minimal, there's a no minimal creation when it comes to the type of things you can crowdfund, and because its policies protect organizers way more than donors or intended recipients, sob stories uh, are able to defraud people using GoFundMe over and over again. One dear Gizmo reader experiences GoFundMe fraud firsthand and describe the company's utterly lackluster response in some detail. The reader, who will call S, was contacted on Twitter by a man named Ken Wells, the godfather of Noah Kickbocker, Knickerbocker, a newborn baby who needed a heart transplant. Wills were soliciting donations for the baby's family to go through GoFundMe. S confirmed that Will's godson was sick and donated $100, but he couldn't get baby Noah's tragic plight off his mind. He decided he wanted to actively help the family fundraise. At this point, he decided to, to research the situation more thoroughly before he started asking his friends and connections to donate. And that's when he realized that it was a scam. This story is really, really long, and I don't have time to read all that. So let's see if we can go move ahead to the beginning. Um, apparently, the story was a scam. <laughs> I'm going to say that. I'm going to put the link out, and you can read it yourself. It's just a big thing. So, But I looked into the Mouse Tyson story, and it's legitimate, you know? So I can say that Mouse Tyson's story is legitimate. So if you want to donate to the family, definitely. So I'm going to go to a song right now. We're going to go back to Melatone. I'm going to go with his, her, her song, Live Your Dream. So let's go with Feel Alive. I like that one. And I'll be right back. Hopefully my guests will be calling in and we can speak to Torgy Bear 58. Here we go. Oh, this 
like that was melatonin and feel alive. So she didn't sound like she was much alive. <laughs> I love the group. I'm back and I have my guest, Torgy Bear fifty eight, Jarrett Torgerson, the founder of Charity Stream. Hey Jarrett. Hey Lina, how are you? Lena. Lina, I'm not Lina. Lina. Yeah, I'm not, not Lina. My apologies. <laughs> How are you doing, Lina? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, long time no here, huh? Last time I spoke to you was about, I mean, in, in a physical form, was about two years ago. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's a while. Yeah. Yeah. So so tell us. So I see you're doing something else. And I remember at that time you were looking into movie producing to raise money to help. Who was that that you were uh, you were raising money for? I know it was a story because I remember I saw the story on the news. And who was it? Who was it for? Do you remember? I do. Um, it was for a girl who was stabbed by both her best friends for being obsessed with the pop character Slenderman. And yeah. I was unable to get my, yeah, and I was unable to get my script together in time and get the people for it. So it got much pulled on permanently. And well, I was inspired to do something else back in November of this last year. And I've been doing it ever since. And right. I've been loving it and enjoying it. So tell us about it. Tell us about, you know, what made you discover this. And tell us about the interesting way that you are raising money um, for for this uh, particular uh, edition, as you say, <laughs> the Tyson edition. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, it all started about a few years when I moved up here. And um, my wife showed me this video creator by the name of Mark, oh. Mar- Markiplier. Congratulations, by the way. You got married. Thank you. I did say it on Facebook, yep. but I'm just saying this to you in person now. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But, um, yeah, she showed me this guy, Markiplier, and um, he made these things called Let's Plays and stuff of him playing video games for people's entertainment. And then one time, one moment he goes live on YouTube or something, and it's a charity stream a charity event, and he was going to be playing a game with him and a few of his friends for, like, two to three hours raising money for St. Jude's Children's Hospital. And he recently got a story on him about being the most influential YouTuber out there. And it made me think of my talent that I had with filmmaking and how I really wanted to help people in a way that I knew a lot about when I knew how and then a friend of mine helped me get a capture card that we both use and that is what's helped me to make videos of me playing games off my Xbox with uh, my phone as a camera and I basically play any games that I'm interested in or that are really out there especially some retro ones for people's entertainment adding comedy and stuff and just because there's so much darkness in the world, people need to be able to escape from that for like even just a minute at a time just to have a smile on their face. That's one of the main reasons I started was to give people an escape. Okay. Now, now how do you how do you so you you said you have a camera that's facing the the game and you're playing a game and you're entertaining people with comedy people? Yes, um, it can be with what I'm re. It can be with what I'm reacting to while I'm playing, and what I use there. What I use to capture game footage is what is called a video capture card, and it's where you plug your console into the back of it, and then your TV into it, and you can hit a button, and whatever you're doing on the TV will record directly to that device which you can upload to your computer and edit it in post through a video editor. Okay. Now, how are you getting people to to send money to Miles? I mean, to the Tyson? So not everyone, yeah, Tyson, not, not, not everyone knows about the story, you know, uh, like with me. Right. 
I remember, I didn't remember it until I actually looked it up and saw the story on the news, and then I remembered hearing about the story, so. All right, well, um, the way I'll be raising the money is with what a lot of popular YouTubers do, and it will be through a live stream, and it will be a website called Twitch. Um, Now I am trying to acquire a specific camera that will only work with the Xbox version of Twitch, which will allow me to have a face cam that people will be able to see during the stream. Because right now, currently, when people watch, they'll be only able to see the gameplay and hear me talk. But that is basically during that stream, I will be posting, there's a chat box that people can write messages to that I respond to in chat, or that my wife will be posting the link to the GoFundMe page for the four miles. And every and that'll be posted every 15, 15 minutes during the stream. So whenever there's a newcomer, they can always go back, click that link, and they can go directly to their page to donate while they watch. Okay, and so it won't be um oh go ahead. No, no, finish. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say and it won't be only one day. Um one day, it'll be two days. It'll be happening two days during the month of August. Okay. So you you put out a certain date. Tyson and who's ever involved in the GoFundMe, as far as Tyson, let them know that you're going to be doing this uh, charity stream on a particular day and yes. time. Okay. Yes. And that way, like giving people a scheduled time and date, like an event, people mm-hmm. can download the Twitch app off the Google Play Store. Or they can down, or they can go on their computer or laptop or tablet or anything, and they can watch it, comment on it, and they can go to links directly from the chat and app to the website, the GoFundMe, and also there will be an actually another link too um, to a website where I created merchandise like T-shirts, baby onesies iPhone cases, and all the money made off that website is also going to go directly to the Tysons as well. Okay. Okay, now, for gamers, I mean, what type of games do you play? I know there are different age groups for gamers, but most younger younger kids, teenagers and stuff, they don't really have money to do- donate. They're probably going to ask their parents or something like that. So how do you reach the um, the older generation ones that have some jobs that can donate a substantial amount of money? And when I mean substantial, I mean, you know, 50 to 100 bucks, things of that sort. Mm-hmm. Well, the game that is that was chosen for the stream is similar to game uh, games like and the newer Super Mario Odyssey in a way where it's a 3D platformer by the name of Super Lucky's Tale and it's kind of, it's a game because I do play a lot of games where it's either survival exploration horror or it's more platformer puzzle like games like Zelda and stuff but this so game how, it's go ahead so how do you know that adults, you know, you're, you're reaching. These are adult games. These are popular adult games that you have uh, chosen to to play. Well, I went through the Facebook page on hashtag Justice for Miles, and I placed a poll of a list of games that people can vote on for me to do. And okay. so, and throughout that week or throughout that month. Super Lucky's Tale was the highest voted throughout that Facebook page. Okay. And, okay, so your Facebook page, you got a, a lot of followers. But I think that's really, I think that's really good. That sounds like a really good thing. Now, have you done this before? Well, I've always been a part of YouTube in a way, whether it was with me and my friends filming each other or stuff like that. But with my 
with me, I had to do a lot of research before I even started this YouTube thing because I had no idea where to start. And it all started with my friend telling me about these capture cards where I found this one on Amazon for 150 that I can record onto an SD card and take anywhere and record any game with an HDMI port. And when we got that, all I had to do was think, how am I going to do a face cam? So I just put up my phone camera, set it to record, and try to push the buttons at the same time, and then line it up in post with the same audio. And crop it, add in all this, add in all the effects within the video editor, render it, and upload it. And it's just, it's incredible what you can do with technology now these days. I didn't I never thought growing up there'd be some we'd be able to just record stuff off our screen and play it for people's entertainment. Yeah, well, so that's the way we're going. It's a lot that you can do with today's technology. Um, so on average, how much money do you usually raise in uh doing doing this type of fundraising? Well, it can really vary. I mean, right now the goal for the stream is a thousand. Um, a thousand dollars is the goal to be raised for the stream, and well, this is my first one. However, I am. This is this will be my first one, and the way I'm promoting this is I'm telling people about around locally. I have. Facebook pages that I'm part of that's full of small YouTube gamer, YouTube, other YouTube channels that I talk with. I'm actually working with a pretty popular one at the end of this month and creating some stuff for the, their channel. And they're going to be, I'm going to be talking about it through them as well. So there's a lot of, a lot of spreading around of this between now and the days of the stream. So it's a lot of promoting, like- I should say. You know, it sounds to me kind of like a modern-day telethon. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's like, it, that's I tell one like, of my friends. Uh, so, but you're, yours is the only game that they can see. They can't see the other people's game unless they have this capture card thing, and then you can see multiple people playing a game on the screen. Well... See, with that, that's the thing. Um, in order for you to be able to do all that fun stuff, you need a higher-grade computer with a capture card built in or having a capture card hooked up. You need a pretty decently powered computer, which can cost anywhere from 800 to $2,000. Yeah. And, and that is because... People just don't use the capture card to record games. If they have a powerful enough computer, people can download these things called uh, um, video video screen recorders, and they can record the computer screen on whatever computer game they're playing. So I could be playing like Tetris on my computer and record it and upload it, add a chat overlay like other popular YouTubers do. And but with that. Um, that is way out of price range. So the way I decided to do things was just do it through the Xbox and stream it over the internet through the Twitch app on the Xbox where people will be able to hear me. And if I'm able to acquire connect between now and then be able to see me and I use a tablet to respond to chat. That's how I've been doing my stuff lately. Okay. Now, um, Sorry, a lot of technical stuff there. That's okay. So what do you get out of this? I mean, what do well, you take a percentage or, I mean, how do you uh, get paid doing this? How do you I'm get, not... In order, not that you're I'm not getting, getting paid, but, uh, but I'm just saying, what do you well get some type of, even if it's a small percentage, you know, something that that will 
finance you to keep you going on this thing because everything costs money. And like you said, even with you doing this, there are better computers out there that you could uh, definitely use to really make this thing powerful and really, you know, get all these captures and to get this more money raised. So what do you... Well, well, that's the thing. Um, Right now... Um, I've been slowly trying to get things paycheck to paycheck. Like right now, the capture card thing that happened first, and then the Xbox and the and the Twitch and stuff that happened next, and then the video editor and stuff that had to happen a little down the road. And with me getting towards a better computer, that will probably take a bit while. And with the website that I'm creating, um. Right now, I'm just basically doing all this for free. I'm, I just I love creating content, love making people happy and smile, and I always love watching videos and knowing the person that's putting in all this hard work, staring at a camera, sitting there, talking to a camera where you just you're going, giving it your all and just hoping people watch. And then when you notice that when people are watching and then they talk to you the, the next day, like I was working one day and um, at my new job that I'm at and one of my guy, one of my friends or one of my coworkers, now my friends come up to me and they're like, gosh, dang it, Jeremy. And I'm like, what? And they're like the spider. And I'm like, that was from a recent video I did where I'm running away from spider that I named Jeremy. And it just makes me put a smile on my face that that made them laugh. And that's the real reason I do it is just people that are sad need moments in their day to just sit down, watch something, anything, and just forget about the real world for a minute. I mean, with everything going on all the way, like, um, crime in this state or fire, wildfires all the way over here or mass flooding, earthquakes, um, even the choir, the music kids or stuff that, it's one of the music kids that got stuck in the caves that I heard about recently, which my, I'm, my heart's going all out for. Just all that stuff can just build up so much emotion in somebody that they need to just take a moment relax, listen, watch something, and just forget about the real world for a minute. And that's the real reason I do what I do, especially the stream. It's to help them and to show that people out there do really, really care and really want to help everybody, and it's not just for them. It's not just a scam. It's real compassionate help. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I was talking about scams earlier before you came on, and uh, one of the things I was telling people, you have to check stuff out. You can't just um, just go ahead and give your money away and then cry about it later on. You have to check stuff out, make sure it's legit. Like I checked out this uh, Tyson's uh, story. Now, you know, they would have to go pretty deep to go on the news. <laughs> well, not that the news haven't been scammed before because they haven't, because they have, but I think it's a pretty legit uh Story, and I think it's a pretty legit thing that you do. And I'm just surprised that you're doing all this and not getting anything out of it, even as far as the uh, the clothing, because it costs to make that clothing. And I'm pretty sure as a, a newly married couple, you know, you have expenses and bills, you have rent and things like that to pay for. And so, these material wasn't built, wasn't made, wasn't made from nothing. You know, you had to pay for this. So you don't even get reimbursed back from the money that you put out to have these T-shirts and hats and baby onesies and stuff made. To be honest, um, everything that I'm doing is through a website called Teespring. And the thing that costs the most, isn't the fabric and the stuff itself. It's the design that's on the product because mm-hmm. the design that is on the product for this charity stream was mm-hmm. completely hand-drawn by my 11-year-old nephew who 
gave it to me and said I can do whatever I want with it as long as it's for the good. And I decided to use it for the stream. So what so what's costing you more is just being able to put that logo Torgy Bear fifty eight on on the clothing. So I mean but this yep, clothing not- you're saying is going to be is this gonna be Torgy Bear fifty eight charity stream now Tyson edition, is that what's on it? Yep, that design is going to what is going to be on the shirts and I'm not just doing shirts, I'm doing baby onesies, I'm doing sweaters, I'm doing tanks. I'm even have toddler t-shirts that I'm trying to work on and maybe even another accessory, I'm not sure, but right now the website is pretty much complete. I just got to get the more toddler and kid stuff available. And then once I meet once I meet with the parents in person when we have the time, we will set it up for the money to go from, from that site to their GoFundMe. And that way they will get all the money made from that website, from my website, my merch store, from I'm hoping the end of July to the end of August. And once August hits, those products will be taking off. And then when the next year comes, when I want to do this again next year, because I'm thinking I might want to do this for a good while for to help them out, to help out Miles every year with him growing up. I feel like wanting to do this at least every other year for him or every, or every year. So well, once that, that happens, you have to keep it kind of exciting because people, um, it's only our human nature to get tend to get bored with things and move on to something else. So I mean, I, I would think that you oh, that would is, find an, another case <laughs> to to help. Well, well, out. well, well, that well, that's what I that's what I mean. Like, I'm not just going to be doing this. This is the first of many that I want to do for different mm-hmm. charities because my main charity that I really want to donate to is the American Cancer Society and the Hodgkin's lymphoma because though that is related to my brother who had cancer and I really want to give back to places like the Ronald McDonald House and the American Cancer Society for everything they did for my family in need, which comes with another reason why I'm doing this charity is because I know what it's to be like in a, sh- a family's like shoes where they're suffering from a big tragedy tragedy and they need help from the community. I've been in there. I've been in those shoes. I know what it feels like. And it just, I feel like I'm helping, I'm giving back by helping this family that is in need. And again, yeah, the Tyson, it just, the Tyson's, you guys communicate with each other. So the Tyson's are aware of this thing that you're doing for them. Yes, my wife and I met with them not too very long ago, and I showed them the first initial designs of the shirts. And his, their, the dad, the husband has been working long hour, over, a lot of overtime and stuff to help, help pay with stuff. And everybody's just been so busy with appointments and stuff that we're all trying to line up to meet again because I would like to meet before the stream for us all to talk about it and make a video. And then I would like us to meet up after to, like, celebrate and everything. Okay. So could you give us um, give us some information about when the stream is? We only got up a couple of minutes. Um, where the stream is, the uh, website where they can purchase the clothing, and how they can get in contact with you, Jerry. All right. Well, the stream will be on Twitch under my channel, TorgyBear58. Um, you guys can find the merch- merchandise starting at the end of July on teespring.com slash stores slash TorgyBear58's official store. And that will take you directly to the page. Sorry, the link is long. <laughs> but, um... Once you guys go there, that is where you guys can help out the family and help with the stream itself. 
and how do they contact you? They can contact me through my face, official Facebook page, my email, which is torgi1883 at gmail.com, or they can just sh- shoot me a private message, and I will see what I can do. All right. Or, however cool. they want to talk to. All right, Jared with the big heart. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's beautiful what you're doing. Uh, I think, you know, to be as, as young as you are and wanting to do something for others and not take anything from it, that it's, it's, it's a blessing. And I hope you keep on, and I wish you much success, much love on your event. Thank you. You're welcome. And then you have to come back in a year and let us know how this charity stream thing is coming for you, okay, how everything is going, all right? Of course. I would love to do that. That would be awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll be in contact on Facebook, and uh, I'm going to let you go so I can say my goodbye to everyone. This is Jared Torgerson, Torgy Bear 58. <laughs> Doodles. Bye. Such an enterprising young man. Such a nice year, isn't it? Well, you know, I only got like a minute left. We had a good show. I hope you got that information. I hope you joined it on his event. If you did not catch it, you can listen back to this podcast, or you can look him up on Facebook on 2058. Do a search. Uh, His name is Jared Torgerson. You may find him that way, or you might find him on 2058. And get in contact with him if you want to know more or if you would just like to donate a computer to him, a major gaming system, so that he can continue on his path to do what he's doing. Um, that would be great, too. So I'm going to go. So you can hear this on ljdnradio.com. Remember, listen to the stream. We have uh, Wednesday from 12, starting at 12 is country. Thursday starting at 12 is reggae. Friday starting at 12 is hip-hop. On Sundays, we have the LJ Morning Sparkle, which is all about home improvement, life comparisons to biblical scriptures. Check it out. Great music. Great talk. (laughs) And then we have Thursday nights with In the Cut with Jay, a more modern, you know, down the earth And this is Lena. I'll see you on the network. I got to get out of here. Bye-bye now, and be good. Remember to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Bye-bye. Okay, I can never get this thing right. There we go. It's